Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What is going on? My name is Zach Justice. I'm Indiana Masara. I'm Jared Bailey. And we are part of the Dropouts podcast, probably the 36th best podcast in the entire world, according to my mom. But with that said, we're friends in your ears. It's like you're at a friend's sleepover. We talk about absolutely nothing and everything at the same time. But you can take us with you wherever you go. I'm a victim of um, two divorces, so I talk about how sad I am that I can't find a father. I'm also a child victim of divorce, but more recently, my ex also kidnapped me a few times. So yeah, we've got some entire stories. I'd give, it a, I'd give it a listen. I have two happily married moms, but I can't seem to find a happy relationship of my own. Regardless of that, I'm still a relentlessly happy person, which oftentimes frightens these two. So that's kind of us in a nutshell. If you want to listen to us, we're on YouTube. You can see us visually. Uh, Spotify is also a place you can listen to us and Apple Podcasts. Literally anywhere there's a podcast. So why don't you pop us in your ears, find out you hate us, then come back because we're an acquired taste. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Hi. I'm Olivia D'Andrea, host of the Globe Diaries podcast. This is not a self-help podcast. This is me being a friend to someone out there who needs it. I have struggled with disordered eating, anxiety, negative thinking, body image, loneliness. That really doesn't sound good when I list it all out. But yeah, I've had a lot of problems. Who hasn't? Everybody has problems. It's just that we don't really like to talk about it out loud because it makes us vulnerable. But my belief is that talking about the things that have hurt us, our insecurities, is how we grow. So this podcast is about being real. So if you want to hang out with me and learn a thing or two because I did go through this drastic five-year mental and physical self-transformation that you can find on YouTube, subscribe to the Globe Diaries podcast. You can find it on any podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, etc., and let this just be a chill spot for us to grow together. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Guys, today we're talking about love. Welcome back to the Random Theory Podcast. Yay! There is a reason we. I am not a singer. Josh is. I Josh mean, is in a band. Occasionally, yes. I sing sometimes. 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 You guys have a cool album coming out. We do. We just finished it when this podcast <laughs> is recording. We literally just finished recording it. Lantern by Sea. Lantern by Sea. Check us out. We have a full length album coming soonish. It's really good. I got some previews. Yeah. 10 out of 10. I'm super Thank stoked. Thank you. Uh, Josh, have you been in love? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I have. Um, I semi recently got married. Actually, fun fact. Uh, the day we were recording this podcast, it's been six months. Oh my gosh, really? To the day. That's yeah. crazy. So yes, I have been in love. How about That's you? That's so good. I have been. Right on. Yeah. Love yeah. is good. Love Love's is, fun. Love is fun. It's it's a drug, like Kesha says. Like Kesha once said, it is a drug. And no, it really is a drug though, like it, for yeah. your brain. Yeah, it's true. So what we're going to find out today in the podcast is what love does to your brain and your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually really interesting. It is. I did not, I mean like. I'd heard some of this stuff, but yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. interesting to dive in deep. So we, we came into this podcast with some questions. Yeah. Um, like, what makes you fall in love? 
How do you fall in love? Mm -hmm. Do we need companionship as humans? What chemicals are released to make us feel how we feel? And why do we need to search for our human? Yeah. Before we get there, though, we have some thanking to do. Thank you so much to these kind people that left reviews on Apple Podcast. You guys are the best. You're the best. Especially this week, Gretty94, they labeled it awesome. Nice. So far, this new podcast has funny and engaging banter and quirky science facts. Who knew listening to a random science podcast could be so entertaining? Nice. I'm glad you find us entertaining. Yeah, that's really (laughs) nice. That's really good to hear. I also like that they slipped in random. Yes, the random and the quirky. Yeah. I love quirky. For sure. And then next up, second review, we've got one from Trev Doggo. Trev Doggo. Or Trev Dog. (laughs) Go Trev Dog. Go Trev Dog. And he took this opportunity to ask a question, which is something we totally recommend you do. If you got a burning question... Go drop it in a review. That's fine. Drop it. We'd love it. Drop it like it's hot. Yes. <laughs> Trev Dog said, can you guys add different guests to talk about different things? Yes, we can. We and sure can. We have some plans coming up to add some guests to talk about different things. I'm excited. We have some really fun guests lined up. And yes. if you want to listen to guest podcasts, we actually have had three guests on. Two or three? Yeah, a three. Three, had yeah. Three with Kenan was yep. the third, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you are interested in hearing more about our guest podcast, go check those out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we are definitely getting some guests up in the queue. I'm super stoked about them. Thank you so much to those people for leaving awesome reviews. Um, if you want your review read on the podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Leave a review. Drop it. Yep. Like it's hot. Like it's hot. We will appreciate it. Yeah. And shout you out over and over again. We will love you. Love. 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 Yeah. People have believed love comes from the heart for centuries. Interesting. Because when you are in love with someone, your heart tends to feel like it's beating out of your chest. Yeah. I know. I think it's funny when you think of Valentine's Day or you think of love, you just, you're like, it's always hearts. It's always hearts. Always is. Always has been. It's always hearts. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like anatomically not anatomically correct yeah could you imagine if we just like made heart-shaped things from now on like instead of just like a heart actual heart that'd be disgusting (laughs) it'd be so funny all the little um valves no the like little candies you know the heart candies oh they'll just look like (laughs) disgusting little hearts that would be so awesome i guess but yeah romantic love has three categories and they kind of overlap i guess Okay, a little bit. A little bit. There's lust, attraction, and attachment. Okay. So lust is driven by testosterone and Mm -hmm. estrogen. Um, And testosterone is in guys, estrogen is in females. Yep. And then there's attraction, which is driven by dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin. Serotonin is like... Isn't that the happiness? No, that's dopamine. Well, I think they're both. They go together. Dopamine, I think, is the one that's like the addictive... You crave the feeling. You crave that. And I think serotonin is like the thing that makes you feel happy. Yeah. I think dopamine is the thing that triggers serotonin. Yeah. And and then there's attachment, which is driven by oxytocin and vasopressin. Vasopressin. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. That's super interesting that there's the three categories and they're all driven by different chemicals. Like I didn't, I assumed it would be like, they're all dopamine and serotonin or whatever. And I think it's cool that they can all be broken out. Yeah, definitely. Also, just so you know, we're not just going to be talking about love. We're also going to be talking about Valentine's Day statistics. Yeah, for sure. And how much people spend on Valentine's Day because it's absurd. It is absurd. So yeah. so first up, we've got lust. Mm-hmm. And it is due to the need for sexual gratification, which stems from our instincts to reproduce. Bow, chicka, wow, wow. 
Yeah, we are getting into it. Not in depth, but there's, no, no, no. there's a little bit. Surface level. Yeah. The hypothalamus plays a huge role in this by stimulating the production of testosterone and estrogen from both the testes and ovaries, hmm. which are sexual organs yes. of both sexes. Mm-hmm. And the uh, hypothalamus is your brain. The it's hypothalamus brain. is part of your brain. Yes. yes. Not your lower intestine system. <laughs> Not some sort of lower intestinal (laughs) tract. Both of these hormones affect both sexes. Like I said, Mm -hmm. testosterone increases libido in anyone. And libido is basically just sexual desire. Estrogen levels are highest when a woman ovulates, increasing libido. Mm -hmm. And ovulating is when your ovaries drop an egg. They drop an egg. They like projected out the side of your ovary. Did you know that? I didn't know it projected it out the side. They like explode out of your ovaries every month. Whoa, that's intense. Yeah nice mm-hmm. yeah we have explosions right on that's <laughs> hardcore all right so that is lust in a in a basic sense lust is just you just lust want to repopulate just, the yeah world. you're just you're just looking to reproduce <laughs> and that's it um and next is attraction so what's interesting is lust and attraction can either happen simu- simultaneously mm-hmm. or separate from one another so mm-hmm. you can have the attraction to someone but also lust for them Yes. Um, attraction strongly correlates to our reward behavior, which causes a honeymoon time period. Oh. Did you have a honeymoon time period? No, not, not that I don't feel like I'm still in it. Yeah. I never felt like that. I mean, maybe I'm still in it, but we also dated for like a year. Yeah. And there was never a time because people would have that after just starting to right. date. Yeah. It's like four or five months in, I feel like. Yeah. And we never really left it felt yeah we never hit a moment (laughs) where we're like oh this just got hard this is terrible i've had a honeymoon period when i've been dating someone yeah um but it's really interesting because the guy i'm dating right now i feel like we haven't ever hit that either like the honeymoon phase like the end of it yeah yeah we just are constantly happy and enjoying life together yeah so i don't know kind of interesting yeah nice um i feel like that's a good thing yeah my reward behavior is just you know through the roof with him nice (laughs) brain scans have shown the reward center lights up like crazy when subjects look at someone they're really attracted to that's cool that is so cool that you can literally be in an mri machine or any kind of brain scan and they can just see your brain just light up when you see brain turns into like a slot machine ding 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 (laughs) (laughs) okay dopamine and norepinephrine are produced by the hypothalamus and make us feel giddy and euphoric which is all attached to the honeymoon phase everything is just like very euphoric yes giddy and fun and fun so once the attachment and you're all uh you know giddy and happy with life and everything you move into the next phase so you've had the lust the attraction Mm -hmm. and then you're going to move into the third stage or category which is attachment Mm -hmm. attachment is really interesting because it is the only one of the three that can be involved in non-romantic relationships. Huh. Uh, which, like, if you think about it, you know, you can be attached to a dog. Yeah. Or something. Or a baby or, or an a object. Baby or just an object. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have a couch. Blanket. But you're, it's coffee not, cup. It's not a romantic relationship. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's attachment. But the other three, or the other two can't work that way. Interesting. Oxytocin is called the cuddle hormone. And it has released a ton during sex, childbirth, and breastfeeding. That makes sense. Um, and that is the hormone that basically builds the attachment. Yeah. Uh, oxytocin can increase bonding and attachment to others. So, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 
that's like why women like after they have a child they're so attached like to the child because yeah. i mean number one it just came out of their bodies but number sure. two like that's big yeah <laughs> number two like you're going through all these different hormonal changes and so you would have an increased level of oxytocin sure so yeah. makes sense it yeah. makes sense why you would become attached to someone after you've had intercourse with them sure. because now you have increased that hormone you're increasing your oxytocin are you ready amazon warehouse hiring day is coming on october 26th amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this amazon warehouse is the place to work things like competitive pay great benefits and so much more drop in for some swag bring a friend and you could even walk away with a job to find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. That's Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Let's get into a little of the, the, of the nitty gritty, okay. the hormones. We talked about some of the big ones. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to get into like the little, little things. Okay. Vasopressin receptors affect vasopressin effects. Wow. Which is involved in the attachment phase. Okay. So each receptor has five primary regulatory regions. Okay. So mutations in these regulatory regions can lead to different expression patterns in the brain. So as humans, we have highly unstable repetitive sequences in the vasopressin receptor gene. Okay. So what this means is the regulatory regions are highly variable in humans leading to different le levels of social attachment. Okay. So these vasopressin receptors in the brain, when they become really like freaked out, mm -hmm. they give you different levels of social attachment. So when you're around someone, they might be even more heightened. So you're going to become more attached to them. Okay. So the pair bond formation is regulated by the same brain region as abusive drugs. Oh. Yes. So being in love can often feel like being on a drug high. And this is why. Yeah. Because of the vesopressin in That's your brain. Very interesting. So I know that was that was a lot for us to like We that took a that was a long walk for a that was a small long drink. walk. Yes. But yeah. it makes sense because I feel like you can you can just tell someone like, Oh, being in love can feel like you're on a drug high. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, but like why? So now you know it's the vesopressin receptors mm -hmm. that are becoming a little wonky yeah. uh, in your brain. That's very interesting. I had no idea. I mean, obviously, you always yeah. hear that it's like a drug. Yeah. Shout out to Kesha. So there, yeah, go Kesha. <laughs> the reason they discovered this was because they did a study on basically having individuals being shown someone that they really love and right. then the abusive drug um, consumption. So like, they basically did a study of people being like, I love this person so much. And then people post addictive drug consumption and looked at their brain mm. at the same time and, and compared the similar. images. Yes. And the same region um, lights up. Okay. Which is crazy. That is really cool. Yeah. So we've talked about the science of how all this crap happens. Yes. In your brain um, and how it's basically like being on a drug. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about do you actually need a companion? What do you think? Before we get into this, what do you like? What do you think? Um, I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because as humans, we're social creatures. Yeah, we're social creatures, and I think through the course of humanity, there's always been companions. So yeah. obviously, there's a like down. Well, and like everything we've talked about, like it's built into human genome. Hu yeah, like it's yeah. Just, it's built in, wired into us. So I think yeah, I think we do need companionship. Yeah, I mean. I agree. I think we need companionship. The one part that I question 
is if it is one partner, which I'm not questioning this because I only want one person. I can only handle one person yeah. in my life. But as humans, like were we conditioned just to be with one person, oh, right. like mate with that person for life yeah. or go around and just be like a lion and just, just explore, just mate just and with a bunch out. of people just have a good time. So I think there's just there's a very open question there right, yeah. um, with humanity. And I don't think there's a right answer, to be completely honest. Yeah. So let, let's get into it. Let's then. get, let's, yeah. Let's figure out what uh, what the case is. <clears throat> this is interesting. Yeah. Only three to 5% of mammals are known to have lifelong monogamous relationships. That is very interesting. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I can name two off the top of my head and that's it. What? Humans. Uh-huh. And don't doves. Because birds are not mammals. <laughs> are they not? What are they? They lay eggs. Oh, yeah. That's true. What does that make them? Oviparous is used to describe an animal that lays eggs. Okay. Birds and li- lizards are oviparous. Is there like a general name for that? Like a more generic name? I've never heard that. I think that's the name. Weird. Oviparous. Yeah. Oviparous animals are female animals that lay their eggs. Okay. So then I don't, I couldn't name a mammal. Be- I named one because I said humans. But a dove is not a mammal. Loyal mammals are red foxes, beavers, and some bats. Okay. Um, And what's very interesting is that men are more likely to not want a lifelong companion due to the male urge to spread genes. Interesting. This is what I was getting at earlier. What were you getting at? (laughs) When I asked if like people mate for life. Oh, right. And we were talking about that. Like this is what I was getting at earlier being like, I think females want that. But males, on the other hand tend to lean more towards not spreading their good genes they want to spread the genes yeah i mean that's interesting because that is like just to dig into that really quick that's like the common uh narrative trope on like movies and tv yeah. shows it's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. guy doesn't want to settle down or yep. you know whatever wild guy but like that is genetic proof that mm-hmm. that might actually be true mm-hmm. it's not just the guys want to have fun yeah. whatever that no it's like there might be some hardwired genetic thing yeah absolutely driving that yeah and actually humans are genetically inclined towards non-monogamy interesting yeah so monogamy is when you're in one relationship and you have one partner mm-hmm. non-monogamy you can be in multiple have an open relationship do whatever have multiple partners not for me man me i lean more towards monogamy but i think it's very interesting that we are generally lean towards non-monogamy yeah, this is. would be an interesting thing if you feel free comment in the below leave a rating review yeah. about like how you feel about this or if you're on youtube comment yeah. if you like it would be an interesting Send us poll. A, uh, message on instagram yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 at random three podcast if you are someone that doesn't practice monogamy traditional monogamy and you want to talk about it send us a message i would i would be very interested i would hear. love to do a poll yeah that would be i think it'd be really interesting yeah our species are way more monogamous than our previous primate ancestors, though. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Monkeys don't really care. No, they don't. Yeah. They don't care. Uh, but when our brains increase in size, actually go humans for increasing our brain size. Yep. Uh, infants needed more attention in milk. Therefore, mothers needed to care for the infant longer and had less time to mate with other individuals. And then males, when we all increased our brain size, mm-hmm. um, would stick around to protect their offspring by pairing up with their female and sharing the parental burden. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. And then also men, you know, they're territorial. So they would stick around also to prevent other mates from coming and <laughs> interrupting their so family. being petty. And yes. Being like, no, 
this is mine. Yeah. So from there, it tra- I feel like it has more transformed into monogamy and just sure. like protecting what's yours. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. I feel like in the modern day and age, it's more about the second one of like sharing the parental burden. Yeah, for like, sure. You know, it's not so much about like staking your claim and, right. and, and protecting <laughs> in the... nature. Like this is our tree. <laughs> yeah, this is this is our tree. No one come near my female. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. What's I think what's really interesting is marriage was only the idea of marriage was relatively new. Okay. It was brought in in the 16th century. That's super interesting. That's not that long ago. No, it's not long ago at all. Yeah. Uh, and originally, it was a social system for legitimizing reproduction inherit- and inheritance of property. Okay. That's interesting. Which also makes sense because who is wow. going to inherit the property? So it sounds like it became more of a governmental thing than anything. Yeah. Well, and like the legitimizing reproduction, like Mm -hmm. you have to have a reason to make a kid. Yeah. You have to be married. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So um, earlier when we were just talking, I mentioned like that common TV and movie trope about Mm -hmm. the the man always wanting to, you know, not wanting to settle down. Spread his seed. So speaking of... Speaking of TV and movies, uh, let's just talk real quick about why do we watch rom-coms? Yeah, this is... I am, Are you a rom-com person? Absolutely not. Hey, I hate am not either. Yeah. I have known guys, though, really? that love a rom-com. Okay, here's the thing. When I say I hate them, it is not... This is going to make me sound like a snob. Whatever. It's not <laughs> because of the like guy of like just the typical oh, rom-com. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, oh, I don't watch rom-coms. Because totally, there have been rom-coms that I wi- I've watched and I really enjoy. Yeah. Like one of my, not all-time favorites, but a really high on my list movie is a rom-com. Yeah. La La Land. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Shocking. It's, it's a rom-com musical. Rom-com. Love stories give us hope of finding love on our own. Aw. So that makes sense. So yeah, if you're a hopeless romantic person that is seeking love then a rom-com mm-hmm. is going to be interesting to you it's going to you're going to like relate to that yeah, want yeah, yeah. and you know usually at the end of the rom-com they get together so that gives you hope that maybe you'll find that we love that while hope is certainly important there's another scientific reason that people fall for a good love story oxytocin aka the love hormone a group of neuroscientists at princeton university found that when we are told stories the characters are brought to life and their stories resonate with us hmm. and our levels of, of that specific love hormone. Oxytocin. Oxytocin mm-hmm. increase. Interesting. Uh, when it comes to romance movies, it can feel a bit like you're falling in love with the characters on screen and connecting with the film on a deeper level. Interesting. Have you ever had that? You watch a, a rom-com and you're just, well, you said you don't like rom-coms. I've only watched one movie. I don't think it, it was like, it wasn't a comedy yeah like a rom-com's a romantic comedy and it wasn't really a comedy the girl died at the end oh shoot spoiler yeah sorry i don't remember what the movie was (laughs) but i literally just like sat there like sobbing nice so then you did connect with it then yeah i was like heartbroken she died i was like she died that's cool no it wasn't cool i cried for like an hour my mom was like are you okay? <laughs> it's like, I'm, huh? No, nah, but see, here's hey. why that's cool. Here's another tangent. That's cool because literally a, a movie made you feel that way. Like somebody's art made you feel that way. That is true. That's why I say it's cool. Are you a Valentine's Day person? No. I am not either. Yeah. 
it, I think it is just a Hallmark holiday blown yeah. up out of proportion. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but the first Valentine's Day was in the year 400. Okay. 96. Yeah. <laughs> early. early on, very early. Early on. Yep. <laughs> they were really, really there for it. Uh-huh. The legend. Mm-hmm says valentine was a priest who served during the third century in rome and there was this emperor that decided that single men made better soldiers than those that had wives and families so he outlawed marriage in young men oh yeah okay and so valentine was like this is not right yep i will marry you and your young lovers and secret secret marriage yes and then this is when it gets really dark and gory sure for sure Yeah, yeah 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 Um, when Valentine's actions were discovered, the emperor decided that Valentine needed to be put to death. R.I.P. He was um, beheaded. Oh, yeah. There sure. it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is also how they did things back then. He said, you shall not marry people. Yeah. That's how it happened. Just like that. Just like that. that Just exact like that. Scene, so though. Valentine's Day is actually kind of dark. Sure. Yeah. He died for love. He died for love. It's romantic. Right? So romantic. Like but we've turned it into a national holiday that spends yeah. billions and billions of dollars and buys crazy amounts of gifts. Are you How ready for many? these stats? How much? How much? Tell us. Put a number in your head. Uh-huh. I'm I'm literally at a, at loss because I literally can't believe we spend this much on this holiday. <laughs> it's freaking absurd. Yeah. Let's be very clear. I just read it. Put a number in your head that you think we spend on chocolate and candy Whoa. sales. Oh, I just read further. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Put a number. <laughs> put a number. So just chocolate and candy sales right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And how many heart-shaped boxes of chocolate you think are sold? Chocolate and candy sales total. Mm-hmm. And then the heart-shaped boxes. How many of the classic Valentine's Day heart-shaped yep. box of candy? Put those in your head. Maybe leave them in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah. But don't edit that comment after. Don't. Yeah. Don't you dare touch it. We'll see what it <laughs> says. Edited. Also, feel free to leave a rating and review of how absurd you think these numbers are because it's it's insane. Definitely. Chocolate and candy sales reach a profit of one billion. 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 B. During the Valentine's Day season. Billion. And there are 36 million heart-shaped boxes of chocolate sold that's so much one billion one billion dollars oh no and it gets better yep the total spending for the holiday yeah is expected to top 18.2 billion 18.2 billion dollars is that not absurd dude that's so much money also just like to break that down like one billion on the candy right yeah. So that means we're looking at 17 billion on what? Like flowers and crap? Oh, yeah. Wait till you see how many roses are sold. Yeah. And have to be produced. Yeah. Where's that? The average that they spend on a person. So like the 18.2 billion breaks yeah, 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 down yeah. to 136 and 57 cents per person. Okay. That's 130. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. What about flowers? So say you do the whole shebang. You buy the chocolate, the flowers, the heart-shaped you're box. You're really going in at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, loved ones are expected to spend $2 billion on flowers. Dude, flowers are expensive. Yes. They are so expensive. You know, I learned this lesson. Okay, I don't want to like say it was a hard, the hard way kind of thing. Because <laughs> it was, it was I was happy to do it. 
Yeah. But I did buy my wife who was not my wife last uh-huh. year for valentine's day i bought her a very nice like bouquet thing mm-hmm. vase all the yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. Ju- the, the whole, whole thing the whole shebang it was exp- it was they're I, like 50 dollars like it was good more ones than that. it was more than that more than 50 i think it was like 100 bucks it was like a custom like in a, a little shop they did like a whole oh my god had like roses and lilies and all that jazz yeah, it was like hundred bucks. That's crazy. Yeah, I could. There's only been it. one time in my life I've received long stem roses. Yeah, and it's when I was competing for Miss North Carolina. Mm. I can't even imagine how much someone because long stem roses are the really expensive ones. Yeah, yeah. Like they are very expensive. So beautiful. They have these beautiful long stems. Yeah. I can't even imagine how much they spent on those flowers. Yeah, every like because they would have to get them for all the yes people that placed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. For the flowers that are mm-hmm. grown, mm-hmm. they're roses. Everyone loves roses. Sure. 250 million roses are produced for Valentine's Day. Dude, that's a lot. I mean, yeah. if you're a rose grower, <laughs> like that's your industry, this is your day. This is your day. This is the Super Bowl yes. for you. Yes. Yeah. And then couples will exchange 190 million greeting cards during Valentine's Day. <laughs> and so Americans spend $1 billion dollars on cards only on cards only on cards so between the flowers yeah the cards sure and the chocolates yeah that's a lot of money four billion dollars so then what what's the i guess like you're talking you know if you're doing a nice dinner yeah i'm sure that adds up it's crazy yeah and then restaurants like up their prices oh yeah i'm sure they have and special. then yeah they have special valentine's day things where yeah. it's like a three-course meal yeah. and blah 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 whole thing whole thing but if you don't have a loved one this valentine's day you're sending all this to you're saving yeah. money congratulations congratulations you are saving on average 136 dollars per person good job go you go you <laughs> um this is probably one of my favorite stats before yeah. we wrap the podcast yeah over one-fourth of americans buy gifts for their pets on valentine's on valentine's day do you do that i do you do i buy ray a present <laughs> for sure <laughs> Well, let's real quick talk about the cookies you got. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I got these cookies. I'm going to plug who I got them from. Yeah. So, yeah, I got these incredible cookies from Tincredible Treats. Yeah. Um, Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to them. I mean, you can find them on Instagram, whatever you, how you want to find them. Tincredible Treats. Yeah. They sent me these amazing cookies with Ray's face on them on the outside. Yeah. And what did the one say that you showed me? It was like, you wag. What does it say? You wag my You make me wag my tail or (laughs) something something. like that. You make my tail wag. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Love Ray. Like, so good. Dude, that face. <laughs> Throw up the picture. We'll post it on Instagram, I'm sure. Oh, it's so, so good. good. It's she's getting a bath in this picture too. <laughs> so she's looking at uh, she's looking her best. She looks fantastic. Yeah. People spend on average on their pets. Just on their pets. Just on the pets. Oh my god. One point seven billion. Oh my god. Just <laughs> on their pets. And that's only one fourth of Americans. Only one fourth. Are spending over a billion dollars on just their pets on valentine's Mm -hmm. day that's so much it's a valentine's day blows my mind that it is literally an 18.2 billion dollar holiday holiday yeah that's that's nuts that's too much i feel like it's too much too much it's too much i'm taking a stand right here and say that's too much Love your people every day, not just on Valentine's yeah. Day. And get them flowers on another day where they're not marked up. Get them the day after. 
only if they know that's what you're doing. Yeah, have a conversation. Because it looks like you forgot and then just got them the day after. <laughs> have a conversation up front. Yeah, be like, hey, listen, the flowers are going to go on sale the day after. It's just so good I business. So I can get you better flowers. Yeah, you'll be able to get more flowers for the dollar. More bang for your buck. Yeah, that's just, that's just smart finance. Oh, man. We covered it all today. We talked yeah, about... Big day. We talked about chemicals. We talked mm-hmm. about falling in love. We talked about reproduction organs. Yeah. We talked about molecular biology, companionship. We learned that animals that lay eggs are called... Animals that lay eggs are oviparous. Yes. Yeah. So like chickens and... Chickens. Birds. Birds. The the birds. I guess technically a platypus would be an A platypus. Ovi- a platypi. Would be a... Uh, ovi- Parius. Oviparius. Oviparius. Is that where they got Perry the platypus from? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Oviparius. Oh my gosh. Perry the platypus. I'm sorry. That was so incredible. <laughs> that was so incredible. Guys, that's your random fact for this week. That is the forget whatever we talked about. Random on the podcast. fact. Oviparius. And you'll never forget the name because Perry the platypus. Perry the platypus. Oviparius. <sighs> Guys, leave a rating and review. Yeah. Let us know if Perry the platypus, if Oviparius. Yeah. Put it in your rating and review because it is so mind-boggling yeah. if it caught you off guard, if yeah. you love it. Um, leave a rating, review, everything on Apple, and we would love to shout you guys out on the next podcast. Definitely. And if you uh, want to send us a message on Instagram um, and let us know if you think Valentine's should not be an $18 yes. billion dollar industry please please do or like if you you're all for it if you want to debate that yeah send us a message yeah or if you have a random fact we used perry the platypus as our random fact yeah, today the, sorry we can't top that we so literally can't that's the random fact. if you have a random fact you want to share and you want to share with the world yeah. hit us up in the dms on instagram from yeah. at the random theory podcast podcast yes. at the random theory podcast yeah. um and share your random fact with us because we want to fe- feature you so maybe Definitely. you can get like a double feature if you leave a rating and review yeah and you, you hit us with a fact you get to sit like the front of the podcast and, and the, back. the back yeah that'd be super hype yep 10 out of 10 yep. you guys are amazing we can't thank you enough um have a fantastic valentine's day don't and spend too much money yeah don't overindulge don't, it's not worth it yeah don't maybe just talk to your partner and just call it a night and get some domino's pizza that's heart-shaped dude nice so good for sure should we go eat some cookies upstairs from ray yes okay let's go okay <laughs> bye Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. From 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour has beer, cocktails, and bar food for 3 to 6 bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $4 Coors Light Tall. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour from 3 to 6. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited.